Hello to the good people. Welcome to the Ultimate Football Fan Podcast, our week three review. Lucas Ray is here with my guy, sports guy, David. How you doing, David? Doing great, my guy. How about yourself? Doing good. We're Charger fans, so we got a huge victory yesterday. We broke down the uh, Chargers-Chiefs game, so you could go ahead and look uh, at that video podcast if you want more in-depth breakdown for that game. But yesterday... Week three, a lot of really good games in the NFL, and yes. let's just go ahead and get into it. David, I'll let you go first. Um, you could go and choose what game you want a to game, break down first. A game that I called an upset, which mm. my chef and you included, and mostly everyone calling me out of my mind, the Bengals upset, upsetting the Steelers. Fun fact, this is their first road win in Pittsburgh since week eight, 2005. Or wow. 2015, 2015, sorry. 2015. Oh. And, uh, and it was an aerial attack of Jamal Chase, man. This dude is the real deal. Joe Burrow and Jamal Chase. Would I like the Bengals get an offensive tackle? That's going to be the biggest question all year. I don't know. So Kinda far, like, I think. Okay, man. Yeah, so far I knew he was talking about. I think it is like someone brought up this point when I was talking football with someone. They're like, look, you could get linemen throughout the draft. Free agency, but when you have a special talent like Jamar Chase and chemistry, you go for it. I guess I was looking like just out for for Joe Burrow's health, but um, yo Juju was out. Big Ben looks like a tree stump. He's not mobile. He's he's prime. He's past his even playing time. They have no plan for the Steelers. Like, do you think Dwayne Haskins is a good good enough backup? That's not going to work. Steelers are in some real real trouble right now, and um, I'm in big fear of the Steelers because like. I think it's going to spiral out of control. Najee Harris looks good, though, and uh, made the Bengals' defense look decent, which that's not true. It's not found to be true coming into week three. But the Bengals got a big victory, and the Steelers are like bottom of their standings right now. And um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is a real deal. Yeah, well, you know what? Right now, um, the Cincinnati Bengals are one of the top teams in sacks right now. Maybe yesterday helped out a lot, but uh, they have 10 sacks. That's tied for one, two, three, fourth place. There are one, two, three different teams with 10 sacks right now. Carolina in first place with 14. So they're not too far behind. And yeah, they they looked really good against the Steelers. It might be a slight on the Steelers because of our offensive line. It's been a huge issue. But like they have no help. Najee Harris was their leading rusher with 40 yards and leading receiver. He had 14 carries and also 14 receptions. So PPR God, uh, 40 yards on the ground and and 102 through the year. Chase Claypool was closest one with 96 yards. But after that, like, it's just Ray Ray McLeod. No Juju Smith-Schuster. Only had three for 25. Um, Big Ben. You can't have Big Ben in 2021 dropping back for 58 times. Are you kidding me? That's, like, that's not going to work. That's why they got Najee, so it could prevent that. But still, he almost threw for 60 times. That offensive line is not right. great. They had started two. I two targeted Najee 17 times. Like, it's 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 ridiculous. And and the Bengals just looked really good, though. I mean, Joe Burrow, he only threw for 18 times. But still, three touchdowns. Uh, did not cross the 200 mark, 172. And this is a good Steelers defense. But they got enough done. Joe Mixon with another solid game. 18 carries for 95 yards average. Jamar Chase only had 65 yards, but he had two touchdowns. I think this is more of a game of just uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers looking more like what we thought they were. Like a big drop-off. And 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 you said it, Jamar Chase. I guess that, that was the right decision. Joe Burrow knew what he was talking about. No one knew what we were talking about, uh, even in the preseason when it looked bad. And so I'm glad that they turned things around and they looked like a real deal. So 
this was a good first game. I did say it could go this way with TJ Watt out, and I you, and, did, you did say that. I'll give yeah, you credit. You did say that because we do preview a little bit of uh, a little too early. We do preview on the on the Tuesday, so we would do it tomorrow for this upcoming week. Uh, but then yeah, he ended up not playing, and that that's just a huge different thing. Like TJ Watt is like their Aaron Donald. Like if he's not on the field, it's a completely different team. Like they have way more chances of losing and no room for error when he's out of there. And then um, it's going to be a long season for the Steelers because how, how, how are they going to win games if uh, they can't even perform when their defense just loses one player? So this is a, this is terrible. And seeing big Ben drop back for, for 58, nearly 60 times was. Dude, did you try to see him try to escape the pocket? He just looked like right. a tree stump. This one time he, he went out for a little screenplay and he like, he looked like he tripped over himself, but like he just does not look NFL ready, dude. It's just it was kind of embarrassing. And then he even missed a pass. He's just like, eh. like I feel bad for Steel fans. And I was talking a lot of shit to my chef. Um, I te- I was texting him because I I told both my chef and my buddy's dad my parlay, which I missed on on two things, two things. But um, <laughs> they're like, there's no way the Bengals are gonna win. The Steelers. Mm-hmm. Are gonna- well, hey, it was a good call, David. Trade. I respect yeah. it. Good call. Thank you. And the and the, the Bengals, I mean, they could just get better. I mean, Trey Hendrickson was a great offseason pickup for the defensive line and pass rush. So this AFC is really stacked. So I'm not going to say like they have a chance for the playoffs. It's so so early, but it's a long season. But it's Jamar a very long Chase season. and Joe Burrow is a good connection. I'm probably going to say that throughout the whole year. Yeah, and with uh, you know, Tyler, I like Tyler Boyd, and if Joe Mixon keeps playing like this and stays healthy, this is a team that won't go down easy. So. All right, moving on. This game was a head scratcher. The Ravens going to Detroit. Now, <laughs> the Ravens here who they didn't run the ball effectively, which I was really surprised. The Lions were just all over um, the Baltimore Ravens defensively. Defensive line had a great game, and I was really surprised to see that. They had four sacks on the day, and they were really giving Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson a tough time. Lamar Jackson didn't even have any help from Hollywood Brown, who missed two wide-open touchdowns on the same drive, and then he missed another drop. Um, after the game, Harbaugh's telling him, look, like a lot of players have, have comeback stories, and they turn things around, like let this be the beginning, let's go back to work. But it just shows how bad of a game it was for Hollywood Brown that he had to you know, really get that mentorship from Harbaugh. And, and I was really surprised that Detroit was going to keep – keep this close um jared goff he missed some throws and and it was tough but he kept things for the most part in there that seems like that's what this lions team is going to be doing all year just keeping close games and then the ravens they even missed a field goal earlier justin tucker and then he comes in and saves the day with a 66 yarder nfl record and of course this would happen to the lions and and one thing too i will say that that should that play should have never happened because the refs, of course, the refs. They missed an obvious delay of game call. I don't know if you saw that, David. Yeah. Right, be- right before that kick. So they really got bailed out here. The Ravens did. They could easily be one and two in this Detroit Lions team. Uh, they could, you know, probably deserve this first win. It's such a demoralizing loss because you really fought really hard and a well fought game against a, a tough opponent here. And it was Calvin Johnson's Ring of Honor. Uh, Thing and so a lot of fans were there, and, and you thought you could get a win for uh Megatron in, in the stands, but uh, it, it would happen to the Lions. I mean, 
it would happen to the Lions that the NFL record being broken and it hit the goalpost and it still bounces in. Like you never see a ball bounce in in yeah, it's, the NFL. It's usually the other way around. A couple, I guess I would say good news for the Ravens. This was not good news. The good news is Rashawn Bateman is cleared to practice and he is practicing this week. Um, That's going to be a big thing for Lamar Jackson. I think Rashawn Bateman is going to be the key to Lamar Jackson's success as a passer. I just right. believe it. And then he didn't convert on that fourth and 19. But, like, I was hearing the herd, and herd was saying, like, Lamar Jackson could throw when he wants. It's just he's using his best skill set. And I guess, but there's some times where Lamar Jackson's just not making these throws. Now, I'm still not convinced. I would have to see him go over 4,000 yards. Uh, well, he can't even get over, what, three? Was it three? Yeah. Last? Yeah. He's using his skill set, though, and they're working with what he could bring to the table. I think, like I said, Rashawn Bateman will um, help that. But the Lions, dude, they got some bite in them, bro. Like they they really not no, They're not no scrubs. Uh, I think a lot of teams are underestimating them. I think that's what it is. But the De- DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, and if you haven't seen Jamal Williams on social media, that dude is funny. Look him up. These these two guys combined for, what, 80, 93. 89 or 93 oh, yards. 89, well, that, right? Yeah, 89 for both of them, which is not much. But th- these these guys are some young guys and can really get incorporated into this running offense um, moving on. But, like, the the passing, they, they haven't really gotten the wide receivers. TJ Hawkins only had two catches for 10 yards. I, I like this guy, Khalif Raymond, though. He's he's starting to get a lot more involved. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a touchdown this upcoming week. Yeah, and then like- you got mm-hmm. – go on. Oh, it just looks like he's becoming Goff's favorite target over there. He's he's getting the ball a lot more these past couple of weeks. So just just an observation. It's like these lines. It's like anyone could catch. It could be Darren mm. Fields. It could be Quintez Cephas. It could be Amon Ross St. Brown. It could be any of these guys. It's whoever steps up. So like honestly, the lines are just like this big question mark. Dan Camel is bringing the fire that they need. But uh, they're going to ruin, like the herd said, uh, they're going to ruin someone's season. Uh, they're yeah. going to get a first win on a team they don't deserve it on. And um, just watch out for these guys. Even if I think they're in a rebuild stage, if they get a win, cool. No one's expecting a win from this team, even the Texans or the Jaguars. So whatever win they get, awesome. If you get a first-round draft pick, you already got your quarterback. That's what tanking teams or bad teams usually look at. Look at the three or the two or three tanking teams: the Jags and the Lions. The other ones, the Texans, maybe the Falcons. Maybe the Falcons. They all have quarterback. I, I think Matt Ryan's going to stay there. Uh, I don't know. If, uh, that's actually a big question. Texans. Tyrod Taylor is out. They got Davis Mills in this this draft. So we'll see how he does. Yeah. Yeah, the Atlanta Jags could get some real talent here for the first or the second overall draft pick. The Lions also got some draft picks. From the Rams, because the Rams don't give a shit about first-round draft picks. So, look out for the Lions coming in this next, like, four years. I think they'll probably get enough to get going. But uh, I like the bite, dude. I love the Lions. They're underdog story, and I'm, I'm starting to like them. Week- They're playing oh. entertaining football, so I like that, too. It'll be interesting to see if Taylor Decker comes back and they move Penny Sewell back to right tackle. We'll see how that works out. But um, he, so far, Sewell's been doing amazing at left tackle. Uh, for the Ravens, though, I mean, we'll see if... Hollywood Brown and Lamar can get on track. If it's if it's not Lamar overthrowing him, it's Hollywood Brown dropping him. And that's been the that was the thing last year, and it's the thing this year too. And then Rashad Bateman, let's see if he changes anything. But they left arguably ten to seventeen points up on the board, so the game was shouldn't have been close at all. But 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll give it to the Lions because they have been keeping things close. That's the only thing consistent over there. Uh, David, yeah. where do you want to go for the NFL? Uh, let's go? see. Um, let's go with the Thursday night game. Mm. Panthers and Texans. Key players got injured. Uh, McCaffrey, hamstring. So Chubber time. And J.C. Horn Damn. with a foot injury. You like him. I liked him too, man. He's just ball hawk. Love this guy. But the Panthers made a trade, which I think is the steal of the season. C.J. Henderson. Uh, they got C.J. Henderson in a fifth. They traded away a third-round pick in Dan Arnold. The Panthers, um, you know, traded away the tight end. Which, fine. Dan Arnold was a Cardinal last year. Um, I think he's a big sleeper in fantasy. I'll talk about that later. But they got C.J. Henderson, and out of the last 10 years, only for the Jaguars' first-round draft picks, only two remain, and that's Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence. They got to just trust the system and trust the process, and the, I think the Jaguars are getting impatient. They're a newer franchise, a lot newer than a lot of these other franchises. Um, but the Panthers, I mean, I don't know. I, like, Henderson was C.J. Henderson was a first-rounder, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a first rounder last year. I think it was like the ninth pick or something like that. And they traded him away for nothing. I was for for a third. So imagine that. That's crazy. Yeah. And like JC, I think JC's JC Horn's ceiling is probably around the same area as CJ Henderson. So I would probably say it's a good replacement. But when JC Horn gets back with Jeremy Chin and all those dudes, they're gonna be a real threat. He he's not you know, ruled out for the rest of the season. They're probably seeing like week nine, week 10. So we're going to still see some horn, but um, I like CJ Henderson that move, but the Panthers took care of business and held Texans to nine. Davis Mills struggled. Uh, and Sam Darnold, man, I mean, three, you know, what can you say? That's pretty good for Sam Darnold. Yeah. I think Sam Darnold's having a solid year. He didn't have uh, any touchdowns, but no picks uh, 304 or 290 total yards, eight, 8.9 yards per reception uh the big story is christian mccaffrey getting hurt and hopefully he could get back but i think chubba hubbard is good enough running back to like hold it off until uh mccaffrey gets back and uh i mean this panthers team they're interesting i really like the point that you brought up about cj henderson because this guy could learn a lot this this is a young carolina panthers team and they've already playing like really good and so this guy cj henderson is just going to take on that personality that persona of learning and he's going to do well brandon cooks another 100 yard game though for the texans that's pretty dang crazy and a little a loss i think that's one thing you could guarantee (laughs) that dude's gonna be like a pro bowler it's crazy i keep on forgetting about how good brandon cooks was this dude gets traded for first round draft picks every two years so like put some respect on his name i just keep on forgetting he's on the texans well only a texans would would send draft picks first rounders for brandon cooks but maybe he's that good i don't know but the panthers anyway, they took care of business right there uh it was an easy victory it felt like yep. davis mills oh maybe i'll just say this davis mills uh he has opportunity to show something because he didn't look too bad it was a good decision making it was just a tough opponent yeah all right moving on what game do i want to go to talk about the seahawks that bullshit Ooh. Seahawks Vikings. Well, how about <laughs> why don't you talk about it? It's not like you're disgusted. I mean, I thought that the Vikings were going to need Dalvin Cook, but they didn't need them. And in a game where you know this is your season right here, you cannot fall to zero and three. They needed all hands on deck, and Kirk Cousins is playing lights out football this year. He's playing really good. He has yet to have an interception. I don't think um, three touchdowns in this one. Alexander Madison, your boy, had over a hundred on the ground. 
And uh, they were just a very balanced attack, and they got Justin Jefferson finally involved. I mean, look, I know their defense is ass, but they held Seattle to 17. I thought that was going to be a completely different story. I thought Tyler Lockett was going to go off and, and, and company. But it looks like um, Minnesota finally t- tightened up. And, uh, I mean, if they could get these type of performances, they'll win a lot more. I thought it was going to yeah. be a much much closer game, though. I thought it was going to be a shootout. We both had the Seahawks winning because we – had it all on our bets this was a losing uh, losing leg for me um i was really 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 surprised i shouldn't be surprised because i know alexander madison is a dog he just needed some time like it's dalvin cook top four runner back alexander madison came in third round draft pick two years ago three years ago for boise state i interviewed him while i was getting tattooed really cool guy from san Bernardino. went to san Bernardino high school super humble guy uh awesome guy trust me he's really cool and like the fact that he ran 112 on 4.3 yards per carry and Kirk Cousins, I think we say this every three games of every year. Like, he's yet to throw a pick and then just falls off. <laughs> but the Vikings needed this win it's so bad. Like, they shut it out the Seahawks in the second half. I couldn't believe that. That was crazy. It was, this was a big win for them. Like, Seahawks came out at the half. It was 17. And they're still down 17-21. And I was like, okay, it's the Seahawks. Yo, it's, it's Russell Wilson. It's Tyler Lockett. I'm not convinced on the run game. I've been saying this for the longest. I know Chris Carson did have 80 yards, but like, I just don't know. I just, I'm not comfortable with Chris Carson as a runner back. But the Vikings, they they showed up and they got some bite in them as well. And they're probably the best one and two team, right? Yeah, they're one and two. Yeah, right. They're the probably the best one and two team. They missed they missed a field goal to win it last week, and then they also had that weird controversial fumble call in week one against the Bengals. So they could be three and zero. I mean, they're just th- they're like the new Chargers, which is funny because <laughs> Chargers and Vikings are beefing right now because they're saying Jeff Jefferson is better than Keenan Allen, and we versed each other this year, so that's going to be a lot of fun to see. Uh, but no Dunk Cook, no problem. You got a great guy in Alexander Madison. The runner backs you got Colkland too. I think that's a ex charger, if I'm not mistaken. And Justin Jefferson got got his got his. And uh, K KJ Osborne didn't do that much, but that receiving core right there is, is pretty solid. And if Kirk Cousins yeah. keep this up, um, wait till a primetime game though. Let's see how he does. But um, goddamn Seahawks, bro, really hurt All me right. on this one. For real, go ahead, David. Another one. Uh, let's go with the Packers and 49ers. That was a good game. We've, what we learned is don't give Aaron Rodgers more than 37 seconds. Don't give him anything. Don't give him no seconds. How about that? But the fact that Jimmy G, he gets so much shit for everything he does, and he can't make this. But that last drive, he drove down the field. I was drunk and um, eating fried Normus in the Baker drive through watching this game. Uh, five pound of fries is a lot of fries. Just so you know, the Baker, wow. it's it's. it's, it's we out of four people, we finished it, but damn, that's a lot of fries. Um, the fact that Jimmy G drove down the, the field on the Packers, who were obviously the better team, it was pretty, pretty astounding. But the fact that uh, what was the field 51 yarder, you give Green Bay two plays and just and oh, man, it's so disheartening. My chick's a 49er fan, she was pissed, and I was just like, my team won, so but um. I'm tr- I'm it's ready to see tough. Trey Lance though, dude. I don't. I mean, you could say Jimmy G drove down the field, but honestly, like it took him forever to get things going. Zero points in the first quarter, and they weren't moving the ball for nothing. And I feel like it was so predictable. A lot of his passes, I feel like, weren't accurate. Like these receivers have no opportunity to get 
rack yards after the catch or receiving yards after the catch because they they have to make acrobatic catches just to catch the ball when and and uh like he's not hitting George Kittle enough. They they're not getting these receivers enough good good looks like in the red zone especially in these tough fourth and one calls like why not just get it to george kittle he's so physical and, yeah, he had and seven catches for 92 yards on nine targets That's right right but there was a lot of a lot of missed opportunities i'm saying trey lance he he brings a lot more i feel like he's gonna win this job even if jimmy g wins a few games like it's gonna they're too boring with jimmy g i'll say that they're fucking hard to watch with jimmy g in there like I I don't feel like any drive is going to go anywhere whenever he's in there. He had that one weird fumble too, and, and then I just I just don't like him. I really don't like. I think that the the future is coming with Trey Lance. Like you could just see it. Um, they're they're a lot more dynamic. I think he brings another level of 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 danger when he's in there because the the creativeness when they were at the goal line. I know it was at the goal line, but they had stacked the receivers on one side and then they ran it to the left on that uh, quarterback sweep. That the left left tackle Trent Williams out there blocking. It was a it was a really effective play, but one of the reasons why is because you have to take into account all those receivers on one side of the field. You run it to the opposite side, and Trey Lance against the rest of those defenders. I mean, you take out so many defenders taking care of those receivers over there. It's just a mismatch nightmare. I think he creates a lot more mismatches. I'm ready to see Trey Lance, honestly. And uh, I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take. They probably really do think that he's behind because I don't think that there's any reason to put him like, uh, to keep him on the sideline if he unless he just you know doesn't know the playbook enough and 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 maybe he's not making the right throws but honestly don't be surprised if they get a lot more better because they have so many weapons on this offense and it just does not make sense why they're not moving the ball as efficient as they are especially against a Packers team that just gives up so many points and gives up so many yards and and no uh uh not Jair Alexander no um they they had who do they not have on the defensive line Smith. Zadarius or Zadarius Smith. Yeah, they didn't have Zadarius Smith. Um, that game, they sh- the 49ers should have been easily running all over this team. And, and so I really do think that this game was on Jimmy G. I really do. I okay, see, I was a train lance believer, and and then I seen Jimmy G. Yeah, he's boring, but he gets the job done. And I just think he's more experienced. He's been to the Super Bowl, he's been there and I know a lot of people make fun of him because he just hands the ball off. That 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 he could make some big boy passes, which he was making in that last drive. It's just I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Like Jimmy G, no one wants Jimmy G. Like, but say what you want about him, he's a legit quarterback, and I think he can make those plays when needed. It's just the fact you just give Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds. I think it was just a, the fact that Aaron Rodgers had 37 seconds. It's, you can't win against that no matter what. Like it's, it's just one of those things. I think it's Jimmy G until the. I think they're gonna ride it to the wheels fall off. To be honest, I think they're just gonna ride it until he has a, such a bad enough game where they have to put Trey Lance in or he gets injured. I think that's yeah. I think that's what's gonna happen. I think they're gonna stick with Jimmy G. <sighs> they know best. They want to preserve Lance longevity. You know they want to make sure he's ready when he's ready. We only seen him think, one, a handful I, of plays so far. Like, right, right. There's a reason why he's not playing, but I just don't think that Jimmy G is the inexperience he had in college. You know, come on, I need to sneeze. <laughs> oh, excuse me. The fact that he only played one season, it was only not even plus thirty games. Never threw an interception in his career. Like, I think there's a lot of factors in here that are, you know, behind doors and no one will know. Only the organization, the 49ers are really. 
Like, yeah, but I think that also kind of works like in your favor. Like when you have a quarterback like that that doesn't have so much, you know, riding them mentally, you know, and 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 he has that kind of clean slate, you know. I think that's what helped Herbert of all things, just coming in there, being thrown in there, uh, without you know having to worry and you know it's just playing. It's not just having, you know, oh, am I, am I going to make that throw? Am I going to, you know, that well, there was one interception where where Jimmy Garoppolo threw, and I'm like. That was a terrible throw. Yeah, I mean, that, terrible that decision. Uh, but not the greatest decision maker. But we'll see I how, think we'll see how this, this season works. But I'll give credit to the Packers too. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said that they're finally getting things rolling in the press game afterwards, and I'm like, okay, like they're coming now. They're coming now. So we'll see how they bounce back. I said they would win 15, 15 and two. So fuck it, man. Yeah, <laughs> we need to win everything now. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right, I'll choose the next game. And how about this one? The Buccaneers and Rams. We thought that this game was going to yeah. be really closer. We thought that this was going to be the game of the week. The Chargers game ended up being probably the better uh, better game than this. And uh, the Rams, dude, they might be the number one team in football right they're now. Legit, they look, they're, they they're look so good. Um, Stafford is everything that we've expected him to be. Everyone, everyone who knew football, who, who knew anything about Matthew Stafford, knew he was just going to elevate this team. He had the arm talent. He just didn't have the coach like McVay and the operation like the Rams. You have Aaron Donald, who really took over this game. And, you know, I, the Buccaneers, I think they're going to have to – this was probably an eye-opening game for them. They probably have to establish more of a run. I don't think you could throw back Brady in there a million times, especially with the injuries that they're starting to have on the wide receiving core. Um, they had no AB because I think it was COVID. Scotty Miller got hurt. Gronkowski got hurt for a little bit in this game. Yeah. Um, I don't know where Chris Godwin was, but like you need a little bit more of a balance. I think Giovanni Bernard's probably going to get um, a lot more touches because I don't know if Rojo and company are going to be able to get it on, done on the ground. But point being, I think they're they're going to seek a little bit more of a balance um, unless they just keep airing it out. And this is just a, a testament to how good the Rams were. But the Rams completely shut this down. Aaron Donald's a beast. Um, there was no firepower out of the Buccaneers, it felt like. And and this was a crazy victory for the Rams. Yeah, uh, the Rams showed like they're legit on offense and on defense. I mean, if when Tom Brady's your leading rusher at 14 yards, uh, that's pretty bad. Like, they shut down the run. He threw 55 times. He had 432 yards. Like, he threw it. He completed 41 out of 55. Like, he had to air it out. The Rams just overpowered them, bro, on offense. And I thought I had the Bucks winning this one. I, but Matthew Stafford, bro, 343 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Sony Michelle was doing his thing on the ground with 67 yards. But Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, right. they have so much. Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby is still an option. And then you got Robert Woods. And Sony Michelle's good catches. So, like, this Rams team, I would probably say, is the best team in the league right now. Most balanced. Matthew Stafford is the real deal. And uh, he's going to get shit done in L.A. It's crazy because yeah. Deshaun Jackson, That I mean, he's back in there, too. Oh, my goodness. Taunting people. Like, I love it. I'm here for it all. I love Deshaun Jackson. All right, David. All where, right. where do you want to go? We're going to go with the Raiders and Dolphins. Oh, uh, Dolphins came up with a 15-0 uh, coming out of the wood or 14-0 or 14-2 um, out of the first quarter. I was like, damn, I had I bet it on the Raiders. Shouldn't have bet it on the Raiders, but they come storming back. Derek Carr and company uh, almost threw for 400 yards. Another 
overtime game. Bulls scored a field goal, and then the Raiders got it done uh, towards the end. Payton Barber was legit on the on the ground, 111 yards. Like I said, Brendan Edwards. It could be any receiver for them. It's kind of like the Lions, but the Raiders have a more talented receiving core. It could be Ruggs, Edwards, Renfro, or Waller, or even Drake. You never know who it's going to be. Derek Carr finds a way to get it done. Wins an intense overtime game. Are the like record would say Raiders are the best team in the league, but I I think there's a lot of one and two teams, two and one teams that are better than the Raiders. A lot of lucky breaks. Not saying they're not talented. Uh, so hard. I'm a Charger fan in this Raider week, so like I'm trying my hardest here. Uh, but the Dolphins didn't have Tua, but a lot of people are saying, well, if he had Tua, it probably would have been worse. Better. If, yeah, it probably been worse. So like, it's kind of hard to gauge this Miami Dolphin team because like. I thought two would be good. Now he's not going to be there. Jacoby Brissett was decent as a Colt a couple years ago. Uh, I don't know that what one to throw say that Brissett had at the end of the game that convert that fourth and long was. I, I tweeted. I was like, I don't even know if Tua could make that throw. Honestly, that was a really good throw that Brissett had. And, and talking about this game, like Dolphins, I think they kind of got lucky, like to that it was this close. You had that lucky pick six early on, and yeah. then you have the Raiders being aggressive which is not a fault on them because they know that they could convert, but they turn over the ball on fourth down and that gives a really short field and the Dolphins take over and they score in three plays and it's quickly 14-0. But then the Raiders, they kept their composure. The Dolphins are idiots for that safety call. I don't know if you saw that safety play. They literally passed it in their own end zone and the player got tackled immediately for a safety and then that just changed everything. And then yeah, so, the yeah, the momentum changed and, and the Raiders did their thing, which was score and put up points. They're a really good offensive uh, team i think that they could give up a lot of things defensively but um i think that this game was just a lot closer because of those two things early on going for miami they didn't score in the second or third quarter at all and then uh peyton barber went off and did his thing he's gonna go off against the chargers oh my gosh but this is such a balanced attack and they get production like each and every week from random players today the leading or last week the leading player was uh brandon edwards three receptions 89 uh they're a really really good team i i, I think that they're they're off to a great start in the defensive line. I always rave about it. It's going to win them some games, but we'll see how sustainable it is because the Raiders, they always do this every single year. But right now, right now I would put them in a top, like top eight offense, seven and eight. I think that's like around where they are. Just the way they're playing. I'll give, I'll give them, I'll give them. Uh, 10. Give them 10. There's a lot of good offenses out there. I don't know. I mean, this team, they're playing really good. Right now, with how they're playing, I don't think there's many better than them. Uh, for the Dolphins, I don't know what I could say, man. I mean, yeah. this season feels uh, like it's getting, a, getting away getting with it already. Yeah. Getting out of the hand real quick. They got to get back their composure real quick. All right, moving on. Let's pick what game? Uh, Maybe the Washington oh, football team and Bills. Yeah. Uh, The Washington football team... They did not look good at all. I thought Taylor Heineke was going to have a way better game. Um, they were just a beneficiary of some really blown plays. Like one of them was a 71-yard screenplay touchdown to Antonio Gibson, and and that's what kept it close early on. Uh, and then they had a late-game touchdown. But besides those two, really, the Buffalo Bills only gave up seven points, I would say, because they, they just shut everything down. And Josh Allen... They're look. He's looking really good after that first week. Things are back on track. Four touchdowns through the air. Cole Beasley 
leading receiver, 98. But Emmanuel Sanders, my boy, with 94 yards and two touchdowns, told you it was the pickup of the offseason. They look really good. Buffalo's back on track. I think they're kind of a quiet team right now and as far as national media because of how like they, they got off to that terrible start. But Washington football team, man, like this defense hasn't stopped Jack all year. And I'm really surprised. Yeah, I was really high on this Washington football team all offseason. I thought they're going to be top five. They're like bottom five. They ain't stopping nothing this year. Like in fantasy, they gave me negative six points. Um, they just can't get it done. And Josh Allen is the first player. Um, let me read this stat right. Josh Allen is the first player in Buffalo history to have four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and one rushing touchdown. Um, wow. Josh Allen is a real deal. I mean, he had a tough first two weeks, couldn't get it going. But uh, I think this, I thought this was going to be their hardest game in the first three games, but it looked like it was the easiest. Um, poor, poor Washington football team. I worry about them. This is a big question. This is a big red flag for me. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm liking Josh Allen, Zach Moss, Devil Singletary. It's either one's going to do good, one the other isn't. You know, Manuel Sanders, Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley, I mean, these dudes are legit, and um, Bills are, are are looking good right now. Not gonna, they're not gonna lie, they look really good this, right now. First two weeks were kind of just like, like the first two weeks is always hard to gauge what teams are at. You know, week three, week four, you're like, okay, you get these trends start happening, you can start involving the stats and all that good stuff. So the, the Bills are on the right track right now. Yeah, they have nine sacks on the year. Let's see that keep up. All right, uh, next game. What about Justin Fields' start debut? Talk about uh, sacks. He got sacked nine times. That's why I brought it up. Uh, Jared, uh, Miles, Miles Gary had four and a half himself. Um, and Justin Fields had 68 passing yards, which is two more yards than Justin Tucker's field goal. He wow. Scored. So just gauge that for a second. It's just that line is so remarkable. But if you, you have to take bad. away the sack numbers. So 68 yards, but he got sacked for 67 yards. So only passed for one yard total. Yeah. Wow. Um, that line is remarkably bad. Like, remarkably bad. It's so bad. Like, Justin Fields had no time to do anything. Uh, he completed 6 of 20. The run game was not there. This Browns defense... This was probably a soft game for them, but that defense is, like I said, it was going to be. Um, and OBJ's return, 77 yards, leading receiver. It was an iffy in fantasy, but I decided to play him. Kareem Hunt was getting it done through the air and on the ground. If you have Kareem Hunt, good job. But uh, this this uh, Browns team is uh, looking pretty good, and the Bears, well, what, what are you guys saying now, Bear fans? You want Dalton now? Like, what 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 you guys? How you got feel? I mean, there were some tweets that Matt Nagy were just setting, like saying that Matt Nagy deserves to be fired, and he was setting up Justin Fields to fail. I didn't see this game in too in depth, but I believe it. Just the way that the sacks are, like, there's no way that 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 you keep calling plays like you are after the first couple ones. You have to be able to get it out quickly and help out your young quarterback and and you know cater to him. And and he didn't do that, and so. You know, I'm I'm on the the fire Nagy train because this Bears team deserves so much better. You especially you're, you're out of, out of yes, I'm done. I'm done with him. Uh, I'm Dan Orlovsky started it. I'm hopping on that train um, because <laughs> oh, I'm tired. <laughs> because I'm tired of it. I mean, it it was a terrible performance. I thought they were going to keep it much closer. 
and uh, the Browns just had their way. They they had two rushers going over 80 with Chubb and Hunt. And Odell Beckham, the leading receiver, five receptions for 77. I think he's just starting his comeback season. So watch out. This uh, Browns team could start to really get things going. I don't know about comeback season, but we'll see. I'm not sold yet. We'll see about OBJ. Go on. All right. Moving on. How about the Cardinals and the Jaguars? This is kind of close for a little bit, right? I think it was close. For a little bit. I mean, I know you're sweating a little bit because I'm a yeah. Jaguar. Separate team. He's a Cardinal. I'm the Jaguar. Lucas got the best of it. But AJ Green with five receptions and 112. Christian Kirk with seven with 104. So two receivers going over 100 yards. Kyler Murray, I thought he'd have a lot more rushing yards, though. He only had uh, 19. I was like, oh, my God. I had a parlay with him going over 50. And I was like, dude, you can't do that against this Jaguars team. But he didn't really need to. And uh, no other running backs really did well. I thought that James Edmund, Chase Edmonds was going to have uh, a better rushing outage. James Conner actually had more rushing yards than than Chase Edmonds. But the Cardinals, they, they got they finally uh, put away this team after it was close in the beginning. Jaguars had an interception as um, as well. Actually, no, Trevor Lawrence got intercepted. My bad. Yeah. Two interceptions six. on this one. Yeah, yeah. That, was a bad, that was a bad read. It was uh, like a it was a flea flicker. And it was just a bad read. They're on their side of the field. It was an easy pick six. The Jaguars did get a 109-yard missed field goal kick return. That's what it was. For yep. a touchdown. And that was pretty cool. Gus Johnson, I believe, the announcer, he was born to call plays. I love his announcing. Trevor Lawrence, man, having a rough season. And what do you guys think was going to happen? I know I'm a Jaguar fan. I'm kind of seeing what Jaguar fans are at right now, and it's, it's like, up and down right now. Like, they still believe in this Jaguar team, and I do. And, like, look at James Robinson. I know you, you told people to sit James Robinson. Uh, he finally had a good game, like a decent game. 88 yards on a six yards per carry with a touchdown. He also had 46 receiving yards. Uh, Marvin Jones is still relevant in the receiving core, which was a big surprise to me. Young team need to get together. I'm going to say this every week until they get a win, which – I don't know when that's going to happen, but the Cardinals, they look kind of sloppy. I mean, Kyler Murray didn't have a throwing touchdown, but he did have a rushing touchdown. They looked a little sloppy, and they almost had to you know, get out of their hands. Jaguars put up a good fight, but uh, Trevor Lawrence needs to stop throwing interceptions and going with more maybe safe uh, plays than risking it because risking it ain't working it through uh, three weeks. I agree. All right. Moving on, let's go with the um ja- the Falcons and Giants. Damn oh it. man, what a boring game. Pretty much, Shaquan Barkley can't run, making him irrelevant because that line is just r- ridiculously bad. I think he got Cardell hurt. Patterson. Yeah, and he was hurt. Cardell Patterson is the Falcons. I mean, I haven't seen Kyle Pitt anything do anything, and it's kind of disheartening because I was everyone was high on this guy. I kind of forgot he even existed. That's how bad he's doing this year. Falcons march down, get a game-winning full goal. Of course, the Giants lose this way. Uh, this line is really bad, worse than I thought. Shaquan Barkley, I mean, he did have a touchdown, but, like, he just can't get it done. Galladay, 64 yards on four catches. Ah, man, this team is really bad. I thought they were going to be really good. Uh, it's not looking really good for the Giants. Jason Garrett and the defensive coordinator, I forgot his name, are going to continue to call plays, which – I don't know why they had to announce it. If you had to announce that, that means something's going wrong. You should change it. But it's the New York Giants. So, I mean, they addressed it. Like, do something about it. You're just saying they're going to keep calling their plays. No, 
fire them. Get to get me as offensive coordinator. Shit. I thought the Giants were turning the page with how well they were doing against Washington football team and like how dynamic Daniel Jones was looking and they were they got some good plays down the field. They, maybe a Darius Slayton like avenge himself and finally catch some deep touchdown passes. Like, no, this was a boring ass game. And I don't want to say anything more about it. I mean, these are two teams that are that are tanking, really. All right, moving on. Yeah. Uh, how about the Saints and the Patriots? The Patriots, uh, they don't look that good, right? I thought that they were going to maybe – I mean, these are two teams I still don't know what anything about them after this game. You know, I, I think I feel worse about the Patriots, though, actually, because I thought that they were going to be able to slow down Jameis Winston and this offense. Uh, but the Saints, they got plays when they needed to. They got a touchdown in every quarter, and, and they just made sure that Mac Jones wasn't comfortable. Uh, he ended up dropping back 51 times. And he had three interceptions total, and uh, they they just got they just got their butt whipped. I feel like they Mac Jones cannot get any completions when they needed to on third down, and uh, this is the result you get. Yeah, James White went out with a hip injury early. Didn't help. Mac Jones is so used to playing ahead in games. He's finally behind. He don't know what to do. I think he was spoon fed his whole career. I was I was really high on Mac Jones coming in. I thought he was the most NFL ready. Uh, that was very naive of me to say because I realized uh, he was spoon-fed his whole career, literally his whole career as a football player. Finally get to the perfect organization for you, one of the highest prestigious organization, and they can't get it done against the Saints team, which we they're kind of like up and down right now. They're living out of a hotel due to the hurricane. Uh, I forgot the hurricane name, but they're living out of hotels. Like, you know how hard that is to just living out of a hotel and, like, Patriots couldn't get it done. They couldn't establish the run at all, and that's their thing. Like, Mac Jones is your leading receiver, leading rusher. If your quarterback is the leading rusher and you're not Kyler Murphy, Lamar Jackson, maybe Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, that's bad. And Mac Jones was just – the, the Saints were bringing it to him, and Mac Jones couldn't handle it. And uh, let's see how he bounce back next week. It's going to be real interesting. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's going to be that's tough an, for him. That's an intimidating game, honestly. <laughs> Freaking – like you're the you're the starting quarterback at your home, and then here comes Tom Brady. Like you're not even the most popular quarterback there <laughs> at your home yeah. stadium. But um, the bad. Saints team, man, I don't know, man, I don't know what to feel about them. Jameis Winston only went back 21 times. Kamara does look good, but maybe when they get Michael Thomas back, things will change. But I just don't know how not to much. feel. They, they seem so inconsistent right now. Moving on to the Broncos shutting out the Jets. Ah, the Jets are just another team. Like it's just personnel i mean they just don't have the playmakers teddy b didn't have to do much melvin gordon has 61 yards in the touchdown tim patrick uh had no, 98 like yards no i didn't like that at all <laughs> kj hamler another injury alert kj hamler did tear his acl so that's one less receiver on that team so see more uh corn son and more tim patrick uh the run core is good they're undefeated i know they have they played the giants the jets and i forgot the other team they verse not all winning teams at the softest one of the softest schedules in the league. Can they bring them to the playoffs? I don't know, but I mean, the Jets are the Jets, and the Broncos took advantage. Yeah, I mean, what else can you say? This is another boring one, but maybe just you'd like to see the Broncos pour it up more. I mean, you did win by 26, though, and you covered the spread, so shout out the Broncos for that. Okay, so um, what last else? One, right? Is it the Titans? Oh, Colts, Titans, Titans. Colts, yeah. and then the Eagles, Cowboys, yeah. So Colts and Titans, man, uh, I don't think I, – I didn't catch too much of this game. I mean, I did, but I don't, me- I don't remember too much. I just remember 
Derrick Henry is getting involved in the passing game. Our boy uh, Joseph Silva called that, and that's kind of interesting now because you kind of have to take care of the two big receivers downfield, Julio and AJ, which AJ didn't have anything this game. Yeah, he uh, got he got injured early what, in the game. What's up with his injury? Is he going to uh, be okay? What was it? I think it was a hamstring or something. But, yeah, he got ruled out like – it was like one of the first plays or something. He, uh, the guy, Nick Westbrook Akeen. Yeah, I think it's Akeen. That guy is their leading receiver. He's he started doing some things. He started getting involved. But when you have to worry about Julio and company going downfield, that's the deep third of the field, deep half, right? Then you, that's one level. Then you have to worry about Derrick Henry running the ball. That's another level. But and that sets up the play action. But when you do a play action screen, like that's just gonna start fucking with teams. So like Derrick Henry getting involved in the passing game, that's cool. He trucked over. Uh, Darius Leonard. I don't know if you saw that. He just completely destroyed him on one of these screens, and uh, and then he ended up getting with over a hundred on the ground. Whenever you get over a hundred on the ground, you're gonna you're gonna have a good victory. Yeah, uh, Carson Wentz is just he did not look good. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Couldn't get done on offense. This Colts team is struggling real bad, and I don't know who to blame. Uh, I don't know. This Colts team is one of those teams where I'm like I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But they're not going to be the worst team. Titans, uh, I still, I they probably win that division, but uh, I don't think they won't get that far. That defense looked okay, but it was against two sprained ankle current Carson wins. So we'll see how the, both these teams do. But uh, not, I don't. Yeah, since AJ Brown is out, I don't know his injury status moving on. But Julio Jones could be more incorporated. And if you just have Derrick Henry rush for 100 and get 50 in the air, like that dude's just going to be unstoppable, which he pretty much already is. It's kind of hard to stop that dude. Yeah, for real. He's he's scary. Like, just looking at the highlights, it's scary. Like, I yeah. can only imagine being one of those players <laughs> trying to tackle that guy. The last Eagles and Cowboys. Cowboys take care of business. Cowboys just moving all over this Eagles team. Um, and the Eagles... It's 21-41, the loss, but honestly, it should have been worse because one of the touchdowns was because Jalen Hurts chucked it up, got an interception picked off at the one. The Cowboys are down at their own one-yard line uh, when they take over, and then they get sack fumbled for a touchdown. But, like, that's just one of the ways that they scored. And, and, and then take away that score, they were shut out in the first half, essentially. So that was that was how they scored was the beneficiary um, was because of their de- defensive line, which is maybe their best – unit out there but they are nothing they can't keep up with the cowboys and the cowboys looked really good zeke getting back to form with two touchdowns pollard is still still in there putting in work too with 60 on the ground they have so many weapons and uh you know i like this cowboys team if they could just keep keep getting better on defense especially micah parsons in with another half sack and this i, I can't even pronounce his name with one and a half sacks osa i'm osa oh okay look him up um but Another good game for the Cowboys all around. Yeah, um, damn, but it just, it just, I feel bad for this Eagles team because, like, I was high on them. Now I'm low again. Um, Jalen Hurts, you know, he, he kind of did it on his own. He was a lean rusher. He threw for 326 yards. He did have two interceptions, though. Uh, Dallas Galbert and Zach Ertz, only tight ends. You notice that? It's only the tight ends yeah. doing work. Devontae Smith didn't have jack shit. Uh, this Cowboys defense is better than I thought moving into the season. Um, this whole division is kind of just like all over the place. I thought the Giants and Washington would do good, but it's kind of flipped. The Eagles and Cowboys are doing better. Um, Zeke 
you know, he's back. I don't, I don't know if he ever left. It's just he finally had a decent game. And uh, Dalton Schwartz, man, two touchdowns. One, it was a dime. Um, I think it was the first touchdown that he caught. But uh, this Cowboys team put 41. That's uh, I think that's the most so far. Maybe the most so far. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I think that is the most for them. But the, then the Green Bay Packers score. No, not the Green Bay Packers. Who was having a shootout with the Lions? And they, uh, the oh, 49ers, the Oh, What's you're talking up? about most in the season? Yeah, you're probably right. Buffalo just put 43 this week, too. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, pretty big game for Dallas, especially in the division. Um, looks like they're cementing their way to be the best team in that division, but it's still pretty early. I think the Eagles can catch up. I'm Washington. glad that there's, like, a good team, though, in, in that division, finally, it seems like. Yeah, I thought it would be Washington, maybe even the Giants before them, and I thought the Eagles were going to do worse. But, like, this division is all over the place. It's really hard to tell what's going on in this division. So give props to the Cowboys, though. They've handled business Monday night. All right. Well, that wraps it up for week three review. That was a good episode. Yep, yep. David, where can we find you on social? You can find me, Sports Guy David, on all social media outlets, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, tough fantasy, tough chargers, and tough podcast for all football things. Yeah, make sure you guys follow all tough uh, links will be in the description and make sure if you guys want to join the podcast hit us up on the dms uh because without the fans there wouldn't be no sports so for david for me you guys have a wonderful day